Hey everyone, Bill here from Bullflag Group. On today's interview, we're going to be talking to Alexander Zeidelson, and he's from the project called Beam. Uh, Beam is pretty different because it's built on a different protocol, and that protocol is called Mimblewimble. So a lot of these terms probably sound crazy, but uh, you know, I suspect this is going to be the new ZK Snarks of 2019. So we're going to dive into this protocol. We're going to hear about why it's different. And uh, it's very privacy-centered. So um, there's a lot of projects out there that are trying to nail this privacy thing down. We've got Monero, we've got Dash, we've got Zencash, Zcash, of course. So what Beam is trying to do is really overtake that entire industry and uh, provide a way higher level of privacy. So in this episode, we're going to hear about his thoughts on the bear market. We're going to hear about, again, Mimblewimble and Beam protocol. And we're going to find out uh, Alexander's thoughts on crypto as a whole and where we're going in this space. So stay tuned for a great interview. How are you this mo- or this afternoon, this evening? <laughs> yeah, do- doing great, doing great. Excited, yeah. Lots that, of stuff going on. That's great. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your schedule to work with me here for this interview. Yeah, sure, sure. Sure, let's talk. Great. So... Um, I guess we can, you know, I sent you some of the questions. I guess we can dive right into it. Um, I know time is probably of the essence. Awesome. All right, cool. So um, I have here today Alexander uh, Zadelson. Is that pronounced correctly? Yeah, Zadelson. Maybe before you start, before we start, so what is like the context? Is it going to be published somewhere or is it just for your attorney needs or... uh... Got it. What's the, uh, yeah. So, so just give me a brief, like, so that I understand. Yeah, absolutely. So, what we're what what I'm putting together is a ten part series, which is focusing on projects that are launching in 2019. So, um, you guys, along with nine other projects, is kind of what we've uh, narrowed down to the what we want to highlight to our subscribers and our network. So we have an email list of roughly 400, 500 people. Um, The open rate is anywhere between 290 and 400, depending on what we're sending out. And primarily this involves about 50% non-crypto investors and 50% crypto investors. this is primarily just educational purposes. We find that a lot of times people are like, what the heck does this mean? What does this mean? Um, so we did a ton of interviews over the past year and a half or so, almost two years, and we decided to just start recording them. And instead of relaying the information, then we can just present the information to our network and the people that we're communicating with on a daily basis. Okay, sounds great. Yeah. So, so it's like it's, it's not it's not like publicly available, right? You're only sending that to your select list of contacts, right? What we will do is we'll start with that select group, and then we might put um, pieces of the interview out on social media. We've uh, started a social media campaign for 2019. And there'll be parts of the interview available, um, you know, on Twitter, that kind of thing. Okay. Does that work for you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's all I just wanted to understand. Okay, sounds cool. Great. Perfect. Okay, so uh, 
Awesome. So, uh, okay, great. I'm here uh, right now via via iPhone. We had a little bit of technical difficulty, but we're working through it. Um, I have Alexander from the Project Beam. So I'd love to dive right into it. And uh, why don't you tell me, Alexander, a little bit about your background before you got into crypto? Sure. 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 Um, so I got my education by... Uh, I have an MA in uh, Applied Linguistics, which is a combination of, you know, linguistic sciences and computer sciences. Uh, think of stuff like, you know, machine translation or speech recognition, speech synthesis, so that's the area where Applied Linguistics actually, um, you know, is used, right? Um, I then uh, worked for several years as a software developer in various companies here in Israel. Uh, in 2005, I started my first uh, company together with, uh, I co-founded it with, uh, with my uh, friends and partners. The company was called Marius, and we were dealing with peer-to-peer uh, -peer file sharing networks that were super popular then. We started with uh, anti-piracy, and then we did monitoring, and then we did, uh, or tried to do, uh, to sell, you know, licensed content, content in those networks. We did mobile peer-to-peer -peer file sharing, a lot of interesting stuff. We did that until 2008. Um, after that, I had a uh, smaller startup that I created on my own, which was called Wikitap. Wikitap, it was a desktop dictionary that let people actually right-click any word on the screen and get instant translations into hundreds of languages that I pulled from Wikipedia, Wiktionary. Um, and other places. Um, I also worked um, as a product manager and VP of product management in a company called WeFi. It's an Israeli startup that was doing a lot of network analytics around Wi-Fi and cellular networks and later on location application usage. Um, I was there until 2016 and then I spent a couple of years in a venture capital fund, also here in Israel, investing in growth and late stage companies uh, in um, hardware and software areas. And then I joined Beam uh, in 2018. So um, I Beam is my first operational role in, in the world of crypto. I started you know, getting interested in, in, in crypto in somewhere in 2017. Uh, so, you know, on the one hand, I'm a relative newcomer. On the other hand, you know, after being, you know, about a year in this area, you are already considered like a an old-timer. So uh, that's my background. I also have an MBA, uh, and I also took up uh, some philosophy courses a couple of years ago, uh, but now I kind of had to suspend it because it's, you know, being mistaken all the time. Great. Well, it sounds like you definitely have a mixed background, um, especially with, with the uh, venture capital element um, and hardware software that can uh, lend that talent in, in the cryptocurrency space. A lot of times what we see is there is a mixture of really uh, novice individuals jumping in and launching projects with you know, multi-million dollar market caps and they, they really don't have the fundamentals that it takes to run a yep. business after they've, you know, successfully raised all this money. So that's, uh, 
that that's really great to hear your background is very diverse. Yeah, I fully agree. I think the space, exactly as you said, there are a lot of people who don't know anything outside crypto and raise like crazy amounts of money uh, without really understanding how things work. Uh, and we actually have a very good combination of the project of crypto old timers, like for example, our key advisor, Guy Corem, mm-hmm. um, and, and some other guys, and um, and our team, which you know the executive team, uh, myself, our CTO Alex Romano. Uh, we don't have operational experience in crypto, but we do have a lot of experience, you know, from from the outside. So it allows us actually to run this uh, business according to you know the standards that we learned. Uh, from other places, and I think it's, I mean, I, I would love to see more of that, because at the end of the day, we're creating software, uh, we're running companies or projects, so, and it's no different uh, in a lot of respects uh, from any other space, and you have to have, you know, understanding of how things work and, and how things should work. I totally agree. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, what is Beam? Sure. So Beam is a new cryptocurrency, uh, which has this grand vision of creating uh, a cryptocurrency that is actually usable in the real world by combining confidentiality and optional compliance. Uh, And to do that, we're really standing on the shoulders of giants or or giants who invented the member level protocol. Uh, It's our core technology. So, uh, and this protocol actually allows to have all the benefits of, say, Bitcoin, you know, decentralized, permissionless, uh, proof-of-work cryptocurrency, uh, which is, in the same time, fully confidential and more scalable than Bitcoin in terms of the blockchain side. It's much, much smaller. Uh, so... Um, Wimble actually defined ways to create a this confidential cryptocurrency, but we don't feel that it is enough. If we want to have wide adoption of crypto uh, and want it to be used in real life uh, and not just as a financial instrument that people trade, uh, it has to be confidential on the one hand because, right, you know, if you think about non-confidential currencies, it's hard to imagine a business run on, say, Bitcoin and because that would mean almost anyone could just easily see all my revenues and all my expenses and even kind of deduce who am I getting paid from and who am I paid to. So it's, it's a kind of, kind of a problem, right? And also no person in their sane mind uh, or it's 99.9% of people would not want to disclose all their financials to just anyone. So that's why we need confidentiality. But then on the other hand, uh, a business cannot use something that is totally untraceable and that the business cannot show to their auditors or show to the tax people, right? Because the system is there. It, it's not going anywhere uh, anytime soon, right? So, um, and, and most of the businesses are complying to regulations, you know, whether we like them, the regulations or not, but, you know, uh, we have to comply. And what we create at Beam is a way to combine that uh, without compromising the privacy. So in Beam, a user can either choose to stay 100% confidential, not disclose anything to anyone, and 
not even leave any traces in the blockchain, or they can choose optionally to create a digital trace, which uh, is a very uh, rich trace, uh, but that can only be seen by people who receive or granted permission from the owner of the wallet to see that trace. Does it make sense? So that that's interesting. So it's a little bit different than some of the other privacy currencies out there. Like Dash has elements of privacy to it, obviously, and uh, Zcash as well. So it, I, as I gather, it's it's slightly different from those technologies. Well, technology-wise, it is different in, in, in several respects. So first, the technology is different. If we take Zcash, they're using ZK Smart, which mm-hmm. is an amazing uh, tech, amazing math. Um, we are using Wimble, which is in many respects simpler mathematically. Uh, and uh, in case of, say, Zcash, you know, they have, you can choose as a user whether to say public or to say fully private. Zcash doesn't offer you a way to stay confidential, but then to show your trail in a provable way to an auditor. Got it. And we want to create exactly that because, you know, we just want to mimic the real world, right? But improve on it. So in the, I mean, the real world, sorry. Crypto is also real. <laughs> uh, I misspoke. The, 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 the traditional world. In traditional world, you know, if I'm a company, um, I have a bank account, right? And all my transactions are only seen to me and to the banker and then to the government, right? And, you know, whoever the banker gives access to. But they're not seen to just anyone uh, on the internet, right? Uh, but then I, I go and disclose my transactions to an auditor and they can, you know, see my, uh, you know, I can give them my bank account statement and then they, they can verify that everything's fine. So that's what we want to create. So it's, it is, a, I mean, the second part, the compliance part, is a big difference from uh, other currencies that are not really talking, other private currencies that are not really talking about that. Okay. So you mentioned Mimblewimble. Can you describe a little bit more in detail how it how it's different and um, from what I'm gathering, this is this is kind of new and limited as to who is using this tech. Correct. Uh, what do you mean by limited to who is using this tech? So, are is Beam the only uh, company out there that's kind of util- utilizing Mimblewimble? Oh no, uh, there is another uh, another project called Grin, mm-hmm. uh, which started I think in 2016. Uh, that is also implementing Mimblewimble. They're launching in about a week from now. Uh, but other than that, there is talk about a couple of other projects uh, possibly implementing Mimblewimble. Uh, Kari, for instance, which is uh, run by Fluffy Pony, uh, the founder, or well, the the uh, the main maintainer of the Monero. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also talking about using Mimblewimble, uh, but that's more or less it. There are not too many projects uh, doing Mimblewimble today, so. Beam and Beam and Grin are the, I would say, the main ones today. Got it. So, okay. Yeah. So, can you describe a little bit? You know, what is sure. this? What is Mimblewimble <laughs> for our users that don't really yeah, so, understand? So, 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 the inventor of Mimblewimble, that person who published it in, uh, I think, in August 2016, um, 
created a different cryptocurrency protocol. So today, in most, uh, I wouldn't say about all, I'm not 100% sure, but let's say in Bitcoin, right? So you have an address, and this address, this wallet address has a certain balance, right? And all your transactions are recorded on the blockchain. Uh, now, in Mibble there's there are no addresses. Uh, instead, every user holds several UTXOs, and UTXO, you can imagine, is just a safe deposit box with some coins, right? Uh, unspent, it's, it's the, the abbreviation for unspent transaction output, uh, UTXO, right? So, uh, let's say I have uh, three, three of those safe deposit boxes, and I actually hold keys to them, right? And those boxes are somewhere on the blockchain. Now, for a person looking from the outside, all the boxes look exactly the same. Right, uh, you cannot see neither the value nor who owns it. Uh, and uh, Nimble uses uh, a mathematical construct called the uh, Peterson commitment to, to achieve that. Uh, so if I want to send money to you, uh, let's say I have a UTXO of 100 beam and I want to send you 60. So what I do is I start a transaction, I take one of the, well, I take this 100 beam uh, deposit box, I create two more deposit boxes. One for me, it will have 40, and one for you, it will have 50. And then I send you the key to the second box, and you change the key uh, to, you know, to, to, to your key, and uh, we both sign the transaction. Um, and then this whole thing, uh, the information about those three deposit boxes is sent to the blockchain, and then they check just two things. They check two things. So one thing is that they check that the sum of inputs, meaning 100 in our case, equals to the sum of the outputs, meaning 40 plus 60, right? Uh, because if it doesn't equal, it means I could take 100 and then give you 100 and leave 100 for myself, right? Uh, which would be printing money. Uh, and it's not good, obviously, right? So they check this, and then they also check that all the values are positive, uh, meaning that, uh, in theory, uh, I could take 100 and then give you 200 and give myself minus 100, right? Uh, and then it would, the sum would still be equal to zero, but it's also not good because, again, I printed money. Uh, so, so the blockchain or the miners actually check that, check those two things, and they don't need... Uh, to know, and they do not know the actual sender, receiver, or amount uh, that has been sent. They just check that the sum is zero, and then that the values are positive, and then the transaction is valid. Um, so, the only type of transaction that is public is the coin-based transaction, meaning that when a miner actually mines and receives some beams, Right, this is public, so everybody knows at any moment how many beams are there in the system. And then, uh, every time there is a transaction, what we just need to check is that no new beams have been created in this transaction, no beams were destroyed in this transaction, and if that is um, satisfying, then it means that uh, the transaction is valid. So, uh, as a result, the blockchain actually does not have to keep the history of all the transactions. It just keeps the current state. It just keeps like the list of all those safe deposit boxes. And that's it. Right? And then uh, users hold keys to the deposit boxes and they can open them and send stuff to others.
blockchain is much smaller because it doesn't have to keep all the transaction history, just uh, the current state of holding of coins. And there is some relatively concise uh, proof that we reached the state in a legitimate manner. It's called the transaction kernel. So the only thing that is that remains from a transaction is uh, some mathematical expression that's uh, dubbed, uh, it's called transaction kernel. And actually by using that you can prove that the transaction was valid. So as a result, the blockchain, uh, you know, conservative estimate that it will be, you know, uh, assuming the same amount of users, like about one third of Bitcoin, but it really depends uh, on the usage because uh, the, the, the blockchain grows with the number of those UTXOs. Right, and they may be created if I take uh, my hundred beads and send, you know, break it into two, then there are more UTXOs. But they can also be, the number can be also reduced because if I have 300 beads and three different UTXOs and I decide to send you 300, then instead of three inputs, there will be just one output. Got it. So you mentioned a couple different things there. So just for our listeners, I think it would be good for them to, to reiterate this is the fact that this would be simpler than the, the existing Bitcoin system in that uh, you're basically getting a, a condensed version of, uh, of the transaction history, correct? Yes, it's very, very much condensed, right? And, it, and, and there is no actual history, so you cannot really deduce the history, you kind of trace the history of transactions from the blockchain. Okay, okay. That's very interesting. So what you store, let's say you just store the current state, okay, like, you just store all the safe deposit boxes in the system, um, and you have a proof that, that the state is correct, that the state is valid, so that nobody cheated in the way. Interesting. So... Uh, you also mentioned mining. Is this? Uh, can you go over the uh, the governance system and also, you know, how is this proof of work? Is this proof of stake? Um, can you jump into those questions? Sure, sure. So we are proof of work. Uh, we uh, we believe this is the only technology that is, you know, proof of work is the only thing that has been proven, right? Pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, all the others, there are very cool technologies, uh, cool ideas related to proof of stake, but it still has to uh, to get the mileage and to, to get really uh, validated and proven by by a long long term time use. Proof of work is a really genius invention. So we're 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 proof of work. We're like in this respect, it's very similar to say Bitcoin or or any other any other coin, you know. Uh, we're using uh, AcriHash as our mining algorithm. Uh, with it, It's a pretty popular algorithm, I think. Zcash is using that as well, but our parameters are different. So, uh, in the, probably in the first year, there won't be any ASICs because we started out with mm-hmm. totally new parameters. And then we plan to do a hard fork in about six months, uh, changing the algorithm. So that again, uh, there will be no ASICs, but then in, in a year or in a year and a half, we will just announce that we're keeping uh, the algorithm and then people will eventually pay ASICs. So there'll, there'll be an opportunity for people to, st- to for you know, more 
I would say amateurs to start mining and, and absolutely awesome. So that's something you're you're purposely trying to get people involved with at an yes. early stage. Yes, yes, we want we want to have the system as democratized as possible because eventually, you know, this is the name of the game, right? You you want like, like this is a big promise of crypto that you can run your own node and you can also validate. Um, in in the future, you know, it's okay to have mining centralized, but it's essential, or even more centralized. But it is essential that everyone uh, who wants to can run their own node, and that's where scalability of the blockchain uh, is very important. Because, it, say, with Bitcoin, even today, the blockchain is, I think, about two hundred gigabytes, uh, which makes it really hard even to synchronize. Uh, and, and, you know, on, on a consumer-based PC or a laptop, you know, some laptops have like half a terabyte hard drive, right? So, you know, you would need to dedicate half of that for, uh, for your Bitcoin node. And uh, as we look forward, right, the, the usage will definitely grow. So if it might become just un, unsustainable on a consumer-based computer, let alone a mobile phone. So, uh, so yeah. So, I think this is great. I, I'm I'm always super excited by some of the new technology that's coming out there. That's um, in, embracing kind of uh, the Bitcoin scene in the early days, where you know if you had a laptop, you could you could contribute and, and mine some Bitcoin. Um, I think that's an interesting concept, and I I agree with you. I think uh, if we can keep this. Uh, as distributed as possible and allow a lot of people to participate, um, I think it's a good thing. Eventually, you know, ASICs will uh, play a big role, I assume, but um, as we as we get started, it's important to include as many people as possible. Um, let's, let's shift tones a little bit. Um, in terms of the existing technology, other than Mimblewimble and the project that you're working on, um, can you obviously this is a this is a product of some of the failures in the existing currencies and blockchains out there. So, do you think that there's hope for projects like Bitcoin or Ethereum or Zcash? Uh, well, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, we think Mimblewimble is a great technology, right? But the world is constantly evolving, evolving, right? We think that privacy is badly needed, right? I mean, it's kind of absurd to think about money that is public, right? So, I mean, who would want to live in a world where everybody knows how exactly, how much money exactly everybody else has and who they're, I mean, it, it doesn't work, right? You would have to invent another human being and I hope uh, humanity is done with trying that because it's, it doesn't work out really well. Right. Uh, as the you know the centuries have shown us, especially the last one. So uh, we think that privacy is needed on the blockchain. So Mimblewimble is a great technology to provide that. Uh, there probably will be others, um, and there are a lot of people talking about adding privacy to Bitcoin, uh, and there will be developments in that area. So Zcash, for example is built on privacy, so, and again, as I mentioned, great technology, less than scalability, though, because 
the the the, the things uh, Zcash and Monero as well do is actually they they are building on the initial ideas of Bitcoin and then adding the very clever obfuscation uh, in, in, in each one in a different way, right? But but still, it's uh, it's kind of adding more data to make it impossible or almost impossible to understand who is spending how much to who. Mm-hmm. Right, middle window is built on the other way around, so, so there's no information to hide. There's, there's no information on that in the first place. of people who who want to learn more and who want to get involved with beam is this something that's going to be launching on an exchange at some point uh, how how can people become involved are there wallets out there are there software oh absolutely absolutely so we launched beam on January 3 uh, 2019 uh, to uh, commemorate the 10th anniversary of Bitcoin Genesis block. Very nice. Uh, so right now, uh, we have uh, the total hash power is about, uh, well, right now I'm looking at the block, it's for 1.7 million solutions per second. Uh, today it went up to over 2 million, so it's kind of dumping. So it means that it's kind of an equivalent of a couple hundred thousand uh, GPUs that are now mining beam. Uh, so a lot of people are interested, obviously. Uh, now, in those, what, four, five days, uh, there are a couple of exchanges who listed beam already. Um, and there will be more. Um, so, so we're talking to some of them. So in, in the coming week, there will be more exchanges. Um, you know, so uh, there is a very easy to use uh, graphical wallet available for download from our site. By the way, we're putting a lot of attention to usability. We want it to be very, very easy for people to use. So we're now working on a mobile wallet as well. Great. And, and there will be more stuff to come. So, yeah, so people should just go to beam, it's B E A M dot M W, beam dot M W. And uh, just download the software. We have everything right there in the download section. Uh, play with the wallets. Uh, go to some of the exchanges uh, that are available now. Maybe buy uh, some coins. Um, so, so yeah, it's uh, there's still a lot of work to do, right? So we still have to improve the wallet. We have still to improve a lot of stuff, and we're working 24/7 on that. But it's a 
live and kicking, and I recommend you know checking it out. Great. And is this something um, you know? In terms of technology for for the GPUs that you have, is this something that you can run on, you know, a laptop, or is more additional uh, equipment required? So uh, it's best to use a CPU because running on a CPU will probably not give much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and, and we have a minimum requirements of four gigabytes of memory for GPU right now. We we might be able to decrease that, but that. That's what it is now. Uh, also, uh, today, uh, a solo miner, mm, you know, now as we speak, will probably not be able to uh, mine much because, as I mentioned, there are already like hundreds of thousands of GPUs competing uh, yeah. for every block. Uh, we will soon be releasing um, the API for uh, mining pools. Uh, which you know, which meaning that people at home would be able to connect their GPU to the mining pool, and then they will be able to get some rewards. Rewards. So today there are uh, a couple of mining pools out there who are kind of who organize their own farms and are kind of uh, offering people some contracts and then giving them their beans. Um, but in, in a couple of weeks from now, we'll have everything set up for people to build. Um, you know mining pool for home users and then that will make more sense for a regular user to to mine and, and get some rewards that's great that's great um so f- f- final final questions here um in terms of the cryptocurrency space and blockchain space growing um you are in israel how is the how is the scene there? How is the cryptocurrency space? Um, I know I'm in New York City and things are as active as ever. Um, we're seeing, you know, signs for Gemini Exchange left and right. There's uh, flyers all over the streets. There's uh, there's meetups every other night. There's, there's people collaborating on projects and the energy is still very much present. So... Uh, although we are in a bear market, I would say that people have turned to you know really building and really uh, getting involved, not only financially but um, you know contributing to projects. So I'm curious what it's like in Israel right now. Sure. So Israel is of course famous for its innovation. Uh, so the scene is super lively here in terms of startups in the blockchain space and you know, starting with names like Bancor and Hexa uh, and Colin and, and, and a lot of others who've been around for some time. There are new guys like Space Mesh, Kedit, uh, Bag Labs and, and a ton of others. Uh, the consumer adoption is probably or, or consumer awareness is not that high because Israel is a small market so you know Coinbase or anybody else would not really care, you know, throwing flyers uh, to people in the streets because uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, the population is not not big enough for that. Uh, but technology-wise, we have some of the brightest minds. By the way, uh, uh, some of the Zcash founders are from Israel. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, very bright, there are a lot of bright scientists here that are... Um, inventing stuff around cryptography. Uh, so the scene is really booming. 
great. I'm, I'm always curious to see what other parts of uh, the world are up to. And it, obviously, there's a lot of talent um, coming out of that area and a lot of homegrown projects. So, um, like I said. Absolutely. It, Absolutely. This is what Israel is, uh, uh, is famous for. And, you know, things that are built here are usually targeting the, the wide world because it doesn't make too much sense to build something very innovative for the local market because it's just too small. That's great. Um, so again, I mentioned, you know, we are in a bear market. I'm curious what your thoughts are from your diverse background, um, you know, in terms of the crypto market as a whole and where we're heading, you know, into 2020, 2021, past the, uh, the Bitcoin having. So I ask every guest on, on our series here what your thoughts are. You don't have to get too descriptive, but um, I'm, I'm curious based on your background. Sure. So, um, you know, as they say, a crisis is the best time to found a new business, new company. I think this bear market uh, is in a lot of ways the result of some irresponsible uh, things that were going on in, in the crypto world, you know, all the ICO craze when uh, uh, just um, unsophisticated retail investors were, uh, were you know, buying some tokens without really understanding what's going on uh, and losing their money as a result. Uh, so I think that was bad. Uh, and I think that now uh, a lot of uh, bad and uh, and uh, outright scammy uh, actors are out of the game. Okay, and and that actually leads to uh, an improvement. I think it's it's actually good for the space because now uh, you know the the less interesting and the and and the uh, um, weaker projects will kind of disappear or die out and the space will be left with projects that have substance that have execution that have uh, vision and uh, this kind of cleaning up the space will eventually lead uh, to uh, wider adoption into uh, real projects you know, being developed targeting the real world and then this will lead to more sustained growth maybe not in such a crazy um, in, in, in not, not crazy growth that, that, that we saw um, a year ago but a more sustainable uh, growth based on real things rather than on just uh, you know greed and, and some, some dreams makes sense I, I, I couldn't agree more um, I think what's happening currently in the space is uh, absolutely necessary. I, I think we saw a lot of uh, malinvestment and a lot of people who got in at the wrong time. And, uh, you know, it, this happens in emerging uh, asset classes, so I don't think it's anything unique yeah, for it's crypto. similar to the dot-com craze, right, yeah. that we saw in 2000. I mean, I think the graph chart is pretty similar because back then you know you you could walk into a visa and say yeah i know how to do html and then you would get you know tons of money 
hey, you would IPO like very soon and then without any substance, right? So that's exactly what happened in, in the IPO world, right? A bunch of guys wrote a white paper without even knowing how to program or what they want to achieve and, and boom, they got like tens of millions of dollars, which they don't have, didn't have any idea of what even to do with, right? So it's not like that now. I and, agree. And I think eventually it's good. And, and the other important thing that I look at too is, you know, pets.com was was a viable product, but it was timed wrong, okay? So mm-hmm. pets.com, they got the timing wrong. Obviously, there were other issues, but the idea was that an online marketplace where you could you know, buy, and, uh, buy dog equipment and, and food and whatever, toys, uh, pet toys, it, there wasn't the market for it yet, but it, but it was a good idea. So I think a lot of what we're seeing now is projects and coins and tokens that are launching that may actually be a pretty cool idea. They might not be relevant in our time right now, but maybe three, five years from now, people will look back and say, oh, you know, that actually made a lot of sense and it would be practical now that the infrastructure is built. So who knows? I'm, I'm super excited about the space. I'm very bullish on, on cryptocurrencies, period. Um, more so bullish on the currency aspect. So projects like Beam, projects like Bitcoin, um, and the more currency-centered projects. I like the blockchain tech. I think it's applicable in some situations, but I think that there's a lot of projects building on blockchain that don't need it. So that's my personal thought. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah, so, so far, like, money is the, I mean, it's much clearer, right? It's very clear how blockchain can be used for money. Um, you know, hopefully there will be real use cases for smart contracts uh, because the technology is also very exciting. So, so far we haven't seen much of that, but maybe, uh, I know, most of the talk about tokenized securities, uh, I think a large part of it makes sense. So I hope we'll see more of that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, maybe more applications. So far, currency is like, I mean, there's no question that it's really useful and there's no question that blockchain technology is really what makes it possible and, and useful. Yep, I couldn't agree more. Well, Alex, I, I appreciate your time and uh, I look forward to learning more about Beam and um where can we get a hold of you? Do you guys have social media, website? Can you just shout that yeah, out? Yeah, so as I mentioned, beam.mw, that's, that's our website. We have a very lively community on Telegram. Uh, it's called Beam Privacy. Uh, we have, uh, you know, subscribe to our Twitter. Uh, it's also Beam Privacy uh, on Twitter. And uh, we also have a medium uh, blog where we publish a lot of stuff and interesting stuff so all those channels are linked right at our website so use it as a gateway to to the world great well I appreciate your time today and I uh, wish you the, the best of luck and, and much success with Beam in the future thank you very much Bill thank you it was a, a real pleasure and great questions and really enjoyed the conversation thank you so much alright great thank you Okay, bye. Have a great day. Bye-bye.